This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. Are you curious to know which Bay Area restaurants are open right now, offering the best food? Takeout style, of course. Restaurant critic Soleil Ho is publishing her brand new list of the top 25 restaurants, which she'll update every quarter. She's also talking about the next season of Extra Spicy, the podcast about all things food that she hosts with Chronicle columnist Justin Phillips. Plus, we're talking about what 2021 will bring for the struggling restaurant industry. Soleil Ho, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I miss you. I haven't seen you in so long, but it's good to talk to you in in any case. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) So you have a big project coming out this week, the new top 25 restaurants. I had one question. It seems like um, you just launched your top 100. So how is this different besides obviously being a lot shorter? (laughs) Yeah. So as you might notice, it is one quarter of the usual number. (laughs) I am good enough at math to figure that out. Um, So what we're doing is we are updating it quarterly and it made sense to me because you know i ran into this problem last time right because everything was changing all the Mm -hmm. time restaurants were opening and closing a lot of them were closing um their hours were completely just confusing and not constant you know they were open for outdoor dining and then they closed and they were open for indoor dining and then they closed. Um, Mm -hmm. That suffices to say that restaurants and the industry are are just all in flux right now. Um, And things are just changing so quickly. And we thought that it would make more sense because, you know, things are probably going to keep changing for a long time. Um, And, we thought it would make more sense to just have a list that we would be able to update regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. And that way it's always current. It's always relevant. um, It always reflects places that are open right now that people can check out and enjoy for a really good meal. Cool. It seems like it's even more of an honor to be on the list of the top 25, right? Than the top 100. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so hard. (laughs) I mean, a hundred's hard (laughs) enough, but 25, I had to cut a lot of places that are really, really good. Like, I think this statement really is applicable to the 102, but just because you're not on the list doesn't mean you're bad, right? Like there are so many amazing restaurants in the Bay Area. Um, Some of them we miss because we just didn't get a chance to go. And some of them we miss because, you know, maybe they were off on the times that we went and maybe they're amazing other times. But, you know, a critic is human. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. My physical body only exists in one place at any one time right so (laughs) you can't be everywhere truly yeah I wish I had the technology but (laughs) this very much represents like you know what I was able to experience um you know with the means that I had um with the time that I had and that means you know there are places that weren't really open for much of the past quarter that I just couldn't go to because they Mm -hmm. weren't really open. Uh, There are places that filled up extremely quickly um, that I couldn't go to 
you know, it's it's really fascinating to see just how <laughs> how the list reflects just the way we eat right now, right? Because it's always a snapshot. I think mm-hmm. um, yeah. ever since Michael Bauer started it 25 years ago, it's been a snapshot of what people care about at any given time. And now even more so, I think uh, it's just a further reflection of of the way people eat and also just the way restaurants are able to exist at this moment. And since you'll be updating this quarterly, will that mean that there'll be an entirely different 25 next quarter or will you be working from the same list and adding and subtracting. I'll work from the same list. Um, there are mm-hmm. some that might stay, and I will certainly go back and just make sure that they're still great. And there are some that will leave, just to kind of refresh the list too. Um, one of the things that I'm really cognizant of is that I try really hard to go beyond San Francisco, and mm-hmm. oftentimes it doesn't necessarily pan out, right? Um, because taking Caltrain down to the peninsula in the South Bay is a little more difficult these days, and also maybe mm-hmm. not the best on a public health level. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten as much of a chance to go down to those regions, but I am trying. And so, for example, further iterations of the list might involve just swapping out some places for really, really great South Bay and peninsula restaurants, for instance. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that I can drive you. I've done it before, so <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> well, if you want to join my pod, that is totally cool. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. We'd have to have windows down and masks on and everything. <laughs> Forgot about that part. So I love that you include, like, the House of Prime Rib and Zuni, um, but then there's also taquerias and barbecue joints. And um, how do you decide, you know, when you're weighing that, um, how much fine dining to include versus versus not? Well, I try to maintain a balance, you know, as far as price points go, cuisines, geographies, just ways of, you know, because people eat at restaurants for so many different reasons. It's not only for the big blowout events, especially right now, right? People get weeknight takeout as a matter of course, if they have the means. Um, Of course, it's a really good sidebar to note that a lot of people are not able to go to restaurants and a lot of people are going hungry right now too. But for those who are you know, able to go and whose interests remain with restaurants, they go for a weeknight pasta or they save money to have a meal kit from a fine dining restaurant or they want to get some really, really nice blowout sushi maybe like once every couple months. Um, And they also are really into just getting tacos, like a plate of tacos for less than 10 bucks, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to include all of those because they are a very important they're all part of a, a slice of how we experience restaurants and food culture in the Bay Area. And how has your job j- changed as a restaurant critic? Because you obviously used to spend so much time um, just sitting inside of restaurants, you know, soaking it all in and you can't do that. So how are you spending your days? Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Like decor doesn't matter to me anymore because uh-huh. <laughs> any slice of decor I see, maybe I experience for two seconds at any given restaurant. Right. So now, I mean, I'm doing a lot of running around and eating. Um, I've had to recalibrate the way I think about what makes a good restaurant. I mean, I I still have my standards for hopefully when things go back to a somewhat normal-ish situation where we can eat at places, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had to think about, okay, I guess we're kind of a food-first culture right now because that is the almost the extent of our interfacing with restaurants is just the food. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even see the people or the building because we get delivery 
or people mm-hmm. order through the third party delivery services. So <laughs> I think that has become less and less important, like just the the appearance, right? Um, the idea mm-hmm. of getting super hot, fresh food, you have to kind of temper it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And figuring that out has been my project for the past almost a year. Are you um, getting food and bringing it back to your house or having it delivered? Or do you go and eat somewhere like on the sidewalk or in a park near the restaurant? Or how do you usually <laughs> do this? It's a mix of all those things. Um, yeah, this past weekend, my husband and I drove out to San Jose and we drove out to San Rafael just to eat at like essentially the eat in parks <laughs> mm-hmm. near where we were going. Um, sometimes when we just cannot really get any, I don't know, get out of the city, we'll go to other places and just bring it home. And I think we've brought home food from as far as Berkeley, I think. But it's not ideal, right? Because you have to just be willing to heat things up. And then as a critic, you're just like, well, what does that count, right? Um, it doesn't matter that the food's cold because it's supposed to be cold and I'm supposed to like, heat it up and all this stuff. Um, and yeah, I get deliveries sometimes too, just because we can't always use the car um, and walking can be difficult. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I get a sense of like everything, I think, um, all the different approaches to getting food from point A to point B. And before the health orders shut most things down, did you do much outdoor dining or did you do any indoor dining or what was your strategy then? Oh, I definitely did not do any indoor dining. I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't, um, but outdoor, I did a little bit, just a couple of places mm-hmm. just to see how it felt. And even then it was just, you know, like, I don't like the feeling of, anxiety that flares up whenever someone nearby me sneezes or coughs Mm -hmm. you know like you can't relax in a dining experience you can't concentrate when you're just worried about like is that it you know (laughs) do I have COVID now um how do you continue on um it's really weird and difficult and it's worse for people who actually work in restaurants Mm -hmm. um but yeah that said I just get a, a slice of it but even that is just too much and where do you think the restaurant industry is headed this year? Um, of course, we have no idea when the pandemic is going to end, I hope, somewhat soon. But um, what percentage of the Bay Area's restaurants do you think will be left standing at the end of all of this? Oh, gosh. I mean, a lot of them are at risk of closing, right, without further yeah. aid from the federal or the city or state governments. And so, well, it all depends on what happens at the political level, just who is going to get the funds, um, who's going to be able to pay back rent even, who's going to be making mm-hmm. enough money to float on into the future. Um, it's so variable and it's so up in the air and it was very much contingent on the political processes that only just resolved last week um, at the federal level. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's hard to say. And when things go back to quote unquote normal, do you think restaurants will look the same as they did or do you anticipate the experience of going out to eat will be different in some way? Mm. I think any major changes that we'll see on an architectural level or a structural level are going to take some time to implement. Um, I do think that the parklets are probably going to stay, don't you think? I like the parklets, yeah. And restaurant owners spent so much money building those that it'd be a shame if they had to just tear them down. Right, especially in a place like, you know, the Bay Area where it doesn't snow mm-hmm. necessarily. So yeah. it should be okay. Um, it doesn't even but, rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because people, 
people probably want a normal experience, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You can see that in just fine dining, for instance. Like people were trying to book like indoor dining. Uh, There's certainly cases around the Bay Area where non-fine dining restaurants were booking indoor tables um, against the law because there was a demand for it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's a mix, right? Like there's the people who want things to be exactly the same. And then there's the ones who are willing to kind of adapt and are fine with changes. Um, And do you think that price points will be different because so many people have lost their jobs and and will be so behind financially? Will we see more um, cheaper places opening, do you think? Or do you think people will be eager for that, like, you know, once in a lifetime experience? I think there will be a lot more cheaper, affordable-ish places. Um, I mean, I think fast food is going to make some really major inroads in the next hmm. couple of years, unfortunately, honestly. Yeah. Um, Why I'm do you say that? I'm curious. It. Well, the corporations that have like restaurant chains have the flexibility, right? They have the money and the mm-hmm. credit and the good standing with banks um, to really survive and take up the real estate that you know, independent restaurants might have to relinquish because they can't afford to stay up on rent. I think, you know, there's going to be opportunity in a lot of places for fast food to just open up in those places that were previously occupied because there's a lot of real estate that's available now. And your average, you know, normal people with a dream to open a restaurant um, probably won't, it won't be as accessible anymore. And you you know, even in San Francisco, right in the Bay Area, it hasn't really been all that accessible um, because of all of the just infrastructural limitations on what you can do and all the money that it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just going to worsen that problem. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And this is a big month for you in another way, too, because you are launching the new season of your Extra Spicy podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, what can listeners look forward to in season two? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, we have a lot of really fun interviews lined up. And we have some really interesting conceptual episodes that we are planning. Um, there's one about the future of Chinatown in San Francisco. There's one about the future of restaurants and whether the restaurant as we know it will continue to exist. We have some interviews coming up with a forager um, who mm. sings about mushrooms and, <laughs> <laughs> and some really cool cookbook authors and writers as well. Huh. I was going to ask you about foraging. That's funny. You beat me to the punch. Um, what, what is the deal with everybody foraging for mushrooms these days? <laughs> I see so many pictures of it on social media. Really? Oh, cool. I mean, it's a fun outdoor activity. People have been foraging in the Bay Area for, God, millennia, right? It's a uh-huh. really abundant place. There's so many amazing things out in nature that, you know, people like people have that knowledge. They know you can eat stinging nettles and you can harvest mushrooms after rain. There's just so much here. So I'm not surprised. Mm. 
Cool. Is it the new sourdough bread baking? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you know, people, you know, people in the Bay Area have been doing this for, for so long. <laughs> no, but I think more people are. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I think it's a trend. Hopefully they're doing it responsibly and not killing themselves with poisonous mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so who are your favorite guests that you are having on this season? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'm allowed to pick. That's so sad. Um, I would say, you know, we have only just started doing interviews, so I can't say. And I saw Roxanne Gay on your list. Yes. Which is a big name. If... Have you already talked to her? Is that to be? <laughs> we just spoke to her today. Oh, cool. Today? Oh, wow. How did that go? It was really fun. She's just so lovely. And what was your favorite moment from season one? <laughs> Um, gosh, you know, I think there've been so many episodes. It's, it's astounding to think about it. I know you've been busy, <laughs> but I think for me, my favorite moment was probably the final episode. Um, and not just because that's the freshest thing on my mind, but Justin and I just got the opportunity to, to just laugh and make jokes the whole time. And we're in this moment where, you know, fun is kind of at a premium. It's hard to find. So <laughs> yeah, that was a really, really nice just half hour. And I looked at um, the tease for your new season, and I love these lines. Uh, we cover fears of a coming restaurant apocalypse, examine fat phobia and angry chefs, explore queer food and immigrant cu cuisines, and dish out advice you didn't know you needed. So what advice are you dishing out that you, we didn't know we needed? <laughs> Well, we have a lot of questions that we get from listeners, and we're always taking more. So if anyone has any, you can email extraspicy at sfchronicle.com. But people ask about all kinds of things, like restaurant recommendations or just kitchen utensils that they need or how to get someone who's picky to eat something new, uh, that sort of stuff. I bet a mom sent you that last question. <laughs> Probably, huh? Kids are the pickiest eaters. Kids and boyfriends, uh I hear. <laughs> Yes. Any last words on what to expect on the food scene in 2021? <laughs> you know, I think I've learned my lesson about predictions. Don't make them. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, let always... history happen. Yeah. I, I'm kind of tired of that, though. I think we need some fun. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining me, and congratulations on your new top 25. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you to Solejo for joining me today, to Erica Carlos for producing this episode, and to you for listening. <laughs>